the last PC print of the year, which came in just last Friday, was more than welcomed by the Federal Reserve Dows and the market bulls. The Fed's favorite inflation goes showed a faster than expected slowdown in November, and the latter backed the Fed Dows' ambitious rate cut bets. So this year looks to set end on a positive note, except for Chinese equities. So welcome to a short week of thin holiday volume trading with Swiss codes daily market talk. So last Friday was magic for the market, wasn't it? The US data came in almost perfectly as investors wanted it to. Personal income and spending in the US came in as expected by analysts, but but inflation numbers looked softer than penciled in by the analysts. So core PCE in the US, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation, printed a 0.1% advance on a monthly basis, so it was softer than expected. Then core PC fell to 3.2% level on a yearly basis, so it was also softer than expected. And core PC fell to 1.9% level on a six-month basis, and that's below the Fed's 2% inflation target. So normally, you wouldn't necessarily cheer a slowdown in six-month inflation. I mean, it's not very usual to look at the six-month numbers and say, oh, they are perfect. But because everyone, every investor is so impatient to see the Fed cut its interest rates that all metrics are actually good to justify the end of the Fed's monetary policy tightening campaign. So here we are today cheering the fact that the six-month core PCE in the US fell below the the Fed's 2% policy target in November. So the US two-year yield is now preparing to test the 4.30% level to the downside. The US 10-year yield makes itself comfy below the 4% psychological mark and even below the 3.90% level this morning. And the stocks Oh, well, the stocks joyfully extend their rally. The S&P 500 closed last week at 47.54 level, which is a few points below a year-to-date high, and the all-time high level is just around 1.3% above last week's close. Nasdaq 100 and Dow Jones both consolidate near their all-time high levels as well, and the US dollar looks miserable. It is now at the lowest level since the summer and about to step into the February to August bearish trend and there is not much economic data left to go before this year and we have quite a light economic calendar for this week and while the trading volumes will also be quite thin due to year and holiday so we the ones who are still here and around will watch just for the sake of watching something, the US Richmond Manufacturing Index and the Spanish Flash CPI, but all in all, this year will be ending on a few quite clear conclusions. So first one is that the major central banks look like they actually managed to rein in on inflation in 2023. The inflation numbers around the developed markets are surprisingly and significantly lower than the expectations. And remember, we were saying at the end of last year and the start of this year that the end of China's zero COVID measures was the biggest risk to global inflation. Well, we simply have been served the exact opposite because China's inability to rebound and its inability to generate inflation simply helped getting the rest of us out of 
inflation this year. So thank China for being slow to recover this year. Now, China tried to get investors back on boards all throughout this year with multiple fiscal and monetary stimulus measures. But what? People just didn't buy any of them. And they were quite right as unbelievable but true. Well, Chinese authorities announced further curbs on the video game sector last week. And Tencent, for example, lost more than 12% on the news. So Chinese video game companies announced share buybacks to temper the shock, but 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 China looks much less appetizing now than it looked at the end of last year. Anyway, well, China did not contribute to well global inflation, but to global disinflation instead. And the global central banks are quite satisfied with the inflation metrics this well, November, the end of the year, but not all of them are confident that the inflation battle is won. And in this context, the second takeaway from this year end is that while the Federal Reserve sounds significantly, but significantly more dovish than its European peers, even though inflation in Europe and in Britain have come significantly down as well and the European sputtering economies would actually definitely justify softer monetary policies in Europe whereas the US economy remains uncomfortably strong. I mean released last Friday the US durable goods orders actually jumped by 5.4% in November. So all that makes this policy divergence between the Federal Reserve and the major European central banks a bit suspicious to everyone because, well, obviously, you would normally expect the Fed to remain hawkish on the back of its resilient growth metrics, and others, like Europe and Britain, sound dovish due to their soft to, well, no growth outlook. Therefore, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the euro dollar will certainly end this year above that 110 psychological mark. Nonetheless, if you also feel like either the Federal Reserve will strengthen up its tone or the European Central Bank will soften its, well, the upside potential of the euro dollar should actually be limited. And if you want to put a well, number on it, because we love to do so, well, we could expect to see some resistance into the 112.60 level, which is the major 61.8% Fibonacci retracement on 2021 to 2022 sell-off. Now, three, one trade that remains popular despite Bank of Japan's dovish blah 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 is, well, the short dollar-yen. Because everyone I talk to is short dollar yen or short euro yen or short the well, sterling yen. I mean, short anything against the Japanese yen right now. But that bullish sentiment in the Japanese yen makes the Japanese yen stronger. And a stronger Japanese yen will help inflation ease in Japan. And slowing inflation in Japan will allow the Bank of Japan to remain quite relaxed about its monetary policy normalizing. And indeed, released this morning, the Bank of Japan's core inflation fell more than expected to 2.7%. Bingo! Therefore, it looks like the dollar-yen's downside potential may be coming to a point of exhaustion near the 140 psychological level in the absence of fresh news. The pair will remain in the bearish consolidation zone below the 142.50 level though. And last but not least, while well, crude oil is having such a hard time 
this year. The barrel of American crude just couldn't break that $74 per barrel resistance and there is now a death cross formation on a daily chart and although although the oil bulls have all the reasons on earth to push this well, oil prices higher because the tensions in the Suez Canal are mounting. The war in the Middle East gets uglier. Then Iran looks increasingly involved in this conflict. Then, well, we have OPEC's efforts to restrict production and we have these easing central bank policies or easing central bank expectations. So they're all fundamentally positive for oil prices. But interestingly, none has been enough to strengthen the back of the oil bulls. Now, I'm not an oil bull, but I'm really, really surprised that all the reasons that I just mentioned, well, didn't help oil prices to recover to well, a higher level. So the failure to clear the 74 to $75 resistance range will eventually weaken the trend and send the price of a barrel below the $70 per barrel level. And if that's the case, well, there will be even more reason to be quite confident about a series of interest rate cuts from major central banks next year. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.